Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm speaking with state climatologist Luigi Romolo. Hi, Luigi. Hi, Emily. So glad the, to have you as always. So, Luigi, I wanted to talk to you about something a little bit different this week. I grew up in Marshalltown, Iowa, which is right in the middle of the state. And about two years ago, there was a tornado there, and that was that did some damage and was heartbreaking. Uh, and then just last week, on the heels of the storm that we had here, uh, there was a derecho in that area and caused even more damage than the tornado. So I just, out of personal interest, I guess, and just because derechos clearly can happen in the Midwest, I'd love to talk more about that and what specifically happened in central Iowa uh, last week. Is that all right with you? Absolutely. So just to remind folks who uh, may not have heard us talk about derechos in the past, uh, these are straight-line windstorms that result from the, 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 the downdraft of thunderstorms. So a thunderstorm has an updraft where it gains fuel and a downdraft where it, it exhausts uh, air towards the ground. The stronger the thunderstorm, uh, the, the stronger those, those drafts are. And the downdraft uh, in a very strong thunderstorm can push air pretty heavily down towards the ground where it hits the ground and flows out laterally, producing what we call straight line winds. Now, usually these out, these straight line winds are, are pretty weak and, um, we feel them right as a thunderstorm is approaching. We call them outflow winds. And that's kind of what you'll see the leaves kind of flowing around. It gets a little windy just before a thunderstorm. Yes. Uh, that, that's the downdraft pushing air down towards the ground and then out laterally. And, uh, when you get these storms lined up in a row, we call that a squall line. And, and we basically had, uh, a number of thunderstorms that produced this derecho. And it was just a combination of these uh, downdrafts that produced uh, straight-line winds that lasted, in some cases, over an hour in some locations. And uh, you could also, like regular winds, get a gust in the downdraft. And when that happens, you can have really strong peak winds. And... Um, yeah, we, we, we saw winds over a hundred miles an hour in this derecho. I think Midway, Iowa re reported a peak wind gust of 112 miles an hour. Uh, Marshalltown was 99 miles per hour. Uh, there were several stations that recorded a hundred, um, over a dozen that recorded over 90. And so very similar to an EF1 or a, a hurricane where uh, you get these sustained winds for a long period of time. And when that happens, a lot of damage can occur. And we saw that. I think they reported 1.9 million people in the Midwest were without power. And I think just in the Des Moines area, it was like 130,000. And um, people are still without power a week later, which is very reminiscent of what happens after a hurricane because if there's widespread damage, it just takes the utility companies longer to repair everything. Mm -hmm. Luigi, talk to me about the strength of this particular storm because this was an unusual one, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So um, for those of you who don't know, um, atmospheric scientists release weather balloons um, uh, and, and we uh, attach to the weather balloon a weather instrument called 
a radio sound. And as that climbs into the atmosphere, it gives us a picture, a three-dimensional picture of what's going on in the atmosphere. First of all, it tells us how stable or unstable the air is. And thunderstorms uh, form when the air is unstable. But it also gives us something uh, called CAPE. And um, I don't know if anyone's ever, anyone who's listening's ever heard of that term, but it's a term that you hear a lot, especially at this time of year when we have our severe, severe weather. And, and you mentioned the tornado that occurred uh, in Iowa just a couple of years ago or a few years ago. And so CAPE stands for Convective Available Potential Energy, and it's really just a way of quantifying how much energy there is available in the atmosphere for thunderstorms not only to develop, but for them to strengthen. And anything above about 3,500 is considered extreme, and this storm was in the 4,000s. So it gives you uh, a sense of, uh, you know, I think it was almost you know, 4,700 was the Cape value, I think, that they measured at one location. And, and that's just, yeah, that's just a recipe for disaster. Wow, yeah. And just so many trees that they just bend in the wind and then can't stay up anymore after that prolonged amount of time with the winds. Absolutely. So, it, yeah, it doesn't take, you know, just a, a few minutes of uh, sustained really high winds to, to cause damage. Uh, I think the... Um, USDA reported that 57 of Iowa's 99 counties, um, reported, um, crop damage. Uh, they were within the derecho's grass, so I'm not sure if all 57 of those, uh, had severe damage, but a lot of farmers, um, real, uh, after the storm, realized that their crops were just flattened. Yeah, lots of corn lost, I heard, yes. Lots of corn, yes. Luigi, what else do you want to say about that derecho that happened in central Iowa last week? Uh, just that we need to be aware of uh, of uh, severe weather during thunderstorms. Uh, we do get tornado warnings, uh, you know, a few minutes before they they happen. Uh, sometimes you can get a tornado watch a couple hours or even a day before, um, and uh, so. Uh, derechos aren't something that we can see coming. It, it just uh, happens, and uh, sometimes we'll get a warning uh, for severe winds, um, but uh, just need to keep your eyes on the skies, and if you have a weather radio during a thunderstorm, make sure it's on. State climatologist Luigi Romolo, I'll have you back next week. Sounds great.